Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, let's talk the women's game with Alicia Carnabas. Evening to you, Alicia. How are you? Hey, Alicia. I'm good. Hi, team. How are we? We're good. Uh, probably a bit better than the Matildas after the other day. Uh, a Twitter question straight off the bat. Uh, this has come in from Hasem Mori. Uh, what are your thoughts, Alicia, on the experimental lineup Tony Gustafsson put out against Canada? Is it setting the Matildas up for failure? Should they be included in the lineup with more experienced heads to guide them through a game? Which is probably the question, I guess, that uh, everybody's been discussing over the last couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes without saying that a 5-0 loss uh, for the Matildas, particularly with where they're at at the moment in, I guess, the minds of fans and and the country, I guess, is a bit of a shock. So I I think we need to look at that as being a real contributing factor for for all of the concern, which is a good thing. It's it's not a bad thing at all. Um, Am I for experimentation with our younger players? Absolutely. I've been speaking about it for a very long time. It's probably a little bit... Uh, too little, too late at the moment with the stage that we're in uh, preparing for the Olympic Games next year. But um, I think when we saw the starting lineup, first of all, I was pretty excited when I saw the opportunities that were given to these these new players, Sarah Hunter, Remy Simpson, um, Charlie Rule. I think it was a wonderful opportunity for them. But of course, the result, not so much. And it goes without saying that, of course, if we put more experienced players with them, it would have perhaps been a different ball game. But um, I think their first hit out against a team like Canada, um, it was never going to be easy with that lineup from Tony. So, did any of the players uh, show evidence of the learning that Tony Gustafsson insisted was necessary in game one? Were there any standouts for you? Um, look, it's very difficult to, to see or to feel what, what players learn in those circumstances. I can say, for one, that you, <laughs> you learn what it feels like to pretty much come back down to rock bottom very, very quickly. And you realise very quickly what you need to do to compete with the best in the world. Um, Canada, for me, is still one of the best teams in the world. Um, I don't think those girls had a chance uh, with Canada's high press to really show any sort of learning or development um, in that game. I think they were they were well, um, I guess, played out of that game in, in all of our attacking phases. I don't think we showed too much at all in those phases. At one stage, Sarah Hunter dropped back so deep that uh, we saw she coughed up a, a loose ball there, which resulted in a goal, which w- wouldn't be great for her confidence. But um, it's, it's hard to say. Hopefully in tomorrow's game, there's a bit of a blend. Those players get another opportunity. It's important that they get another opportunity, whether that's off the bench or in the starting lineup. but it's with a blend of more experienced heads as well. So as you rightly say, Alicia, Game 2 is against uh, Canada tomorrow at BC Place in Vancouver, which is going to be uh, renamed Christine Sinclair Place. It's her final international, of course. Uh, 45,000 tickets have been sold, so it's going to be an emotional occasion again for the Canadians, which Australia will have to deal with. Uh, mm. Do you expect the experienced players such as Catley, Ford, Carpenter to return? 
Yeah, I definitely do. I think we'll see all of those players back on the pitch. Um, I expect them to start as well, and I expect there to be some rotation again with those youngsters. Um, to touch on Christine Sinclair, I get that there'll be a lot of Canadians there to support her um, in tomorrow's match, and as they should be. She's been such an amazing figure for the game, and um, I think even our girls will have so much respect for the occasion tomorrow. So it's a game I'm looking forward to. And all of this, of course, is building towards the next set of Olympic qualifiers against Uzbekistan in February. Uh, the first leg will be held in Tashkent on the 24th of February. What do we mm. know of Uzbekistan? Look, we don't know a lot, right? They're a team that have never qualified for an Olympic Games and also never qualified for a World Cup. So in terms of experience, I think Uzbekistan only formed a women's national team in 1995. So they're quite a young team when we look at at years on the park and of course um, their lack of big tournament experience um, speaks for itself so they're not going to be I, I don't think uh, too much of a contest for our Matildas I think that game in Tashkent albeit um, with the opposition's crowd will be tough but I think we'll, we'll be able to do the job pretty comfortably. Now, of course, the home leg, Alicia, takes place in Australia on the 28th, four days later. Venue is yet undecided. All states, no doubt, clamouring to host it, given the popularity of the Matildas at the moment. Uh, one or two people have suggested that Queensland should be ruled out by Football Australia as a punishment uh, for the state government's continuing failure to fund a boutique stadium in Brisbane. As a Queenslander, how does that sit with you? We're trying our best, guys. <laughs> There's a lot <laughs> happening up here in Queensland and in the football space anyway. And um, we, it's something definitely that we need. There's, there's, that's without a doubt. There's no debate in that. We do need a boutique football stadium dedicated to football up here in Queensland. And it's something that we speak of in the football fraternity quite often. Having said that, do I think Suncorp Stadium is the best pitch in the country outside of Amy Park uh, for a square or rectangular pitch. Yes, I do. Um, we seat 55,000. Please don't take the Brisbane Rules experience as what we have to offer. We saw it in the World Cup. We can do a little bit better at Suncorp uh, with the right amount of preparation as well. Yeah. So do I think a 55,000 seater in Queensland in Suncorp is the way to go? Yes. We've got a bit of work to do on that pitch, though, before then. Mm. Um, <laughs> only took 100 days to turn it from a snooker table into a cow paddock. Uh, we'll, fi <laughs> we'll finish off overseas, um, Alicia. Uh, no A-League women's matches, of course, uh, this weekend because of the international break. Uh, there's been a review into women's football led by uh, Karen Carney, former player. Uh, the government in the UK has accepted all the recommendations by that review, which include the scrapping of the 3 o'clock Saturday blackout for television. Now, I think this represents a really good opportunity uh, for the Women's Super League in England to, to really grab a lot of eyeballs on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, and two questions in one to finish, if you, if you wouldn't mind. There's a really interesting game tonight between Scotland and England in the Olympic qualifiers. England, the nominated nation to represent GB in the Paris Games. They need to win. Scotland might do themselves out of an Olympic slot, or some of the players, if they beat England which seems ludicrous to me. <laughs> 
it's a really, really tricky um, position. Like GB, I think, needs to be separate at this stage, personally. I think when we look around at World Cups and other major tournaments in all codes, um, I think it's only the British and Irish Lions outside of the Olympics that come together as a more of a novelty in rugby union. But for me, I'd love to see them separate. England uh, as their own team. Uh, we see it around the world where there is realistically every, every nation has their own identity. And I think that's important because if I was Scotland, I'd be a little bit annoyed. Let's be real. No offence, Simon. I'm, I'm sure mm. England will be great representation, but I think the Scots are, are definitely uh, making waves in, in football, that's for sure. Um, and, and leaning into the WSL and the success there that's, that's come through from the government, I think it's so, so important. And I think it's a brilliant result. Uh, with the investment in the NWSL in the US, I think it's very, very important, this move and the next steps, albeit complex, um, for the WSL. I think more eyes is a great thing um, and then to keep up with the investment in the NWSL uh, and to make great strides in European football, I think it's important. Tell you what, I reckon that 3pm slot Saturday afternoon in the UK would absolutely kill it. People would love to watch football at that time on TV. Uh, the lower league clubs in the men's game might not particularly like it because it might affect their attendances. But interesting times over there. Alicia, time has beaten us as per usual. Uh, our apologies. Uh, we'll speak to you next week. Awesome. Chat soon, guys. Thanks a lot. That's Alicia Carnavas with uh, the women's game. We're off for another quick break. On the other side of it, we will answer some of your texts and tweets.